the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day, and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead, and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney, and I'm also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California Board of Legal Specialization. And in addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degrees in law. That is to say, I am both a master of the laws of taxation law and a master of the laws of intellectual property laws. Now, because of my education, my training, my life's experiences, my life's observation, and especially my lifelong interest in business and money and finance and the creation, preservation, and transfer of wealth within families and communities, and the roles that these particular aspects of economics play in the lives of everyday people like you and me, I primarily practice bankruptcy law. However, I also practice some related fields, including debt wealth management, states and trusts, real estate, and of course, taxation law. Now with these areas of law as my reference points, um, as they relate to personal, familial, community, and small business finance, I spent the greater part of the last 40 years, both before and after getting my license to practice law, fighting for the economic empowerment, the economic independence, and the economic autonomy of women and people and communities of color, including indigenous communities. And as I've shared with you before, because I grew up as a military brat and also helped create one with my former spouse, I know firsthand how difficult it can be economically for our citizen soldiers, sailors, airmen and women and Marines and their families in our sometimes less than patriotic capital-based economic system, especially when these individuals and their families separate from the service. As such, I also serve veterans of all stripes and in all branches of the military. And also uh, when the situation presents itself, I am sometimes able to at least attempt to vindicate the rights of seniors as we find ourselves more and more, not only the targets, but unfortunately the victims of some of the most pernicious forms of financial elder abuse that you could ever imagine that seems to be running rampant in our society today. So I'm coming to you again today to discuss some of the financial and legal issues confronting individuals, families, and small business owners. However, I must once again ask you to please note that this show doesn't provide any legal advice nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information from me to you that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that's 
tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you at least a general overall outline of some of the key issues that may help you seek out and find the qualified professional help I believe you need if you have a legal issue that intersects with your finances and or your assets. Now today, we will conclude our foray into the topic of the last few weeks where we held a discussion on one of our most favorite agencies in the executive branch. That is by examining what's up with the IRS as we continue our long day's journey into the 2022 tax filing season. So here's the deal. As you may recall, back on February 5th, 2020, I urged you to consider and even supported the Internal Revenue Service's push to have us taxpayers learn about what's new and different this filing season concerning our 2021 income and expenses, credits and deductions, and then utilize the tools the IRS has made available on its website located at irs.gov. In as much as these tools appear to be then and even appear to be now designed to help us expeditiously file our federal tax returns this year, including the special steps we must undertake in order to reconcile the economic impact payments and or advanced child tax credit payments many of us receive to help us maintain our economic viability in the face of COVID-19 in 2021. And to that end, I shared with you the fact that last year, the IRS set up a special page that it has and continues to update that outlines steps taxpayers can take to make their filing of our 2021 tax returns easier this season, including, for example, the fact that the IRS recommends that you set up a secured account with it via its special page where you can log on and access your tax records, make and review payments, manage your communication preferences, um, review your balances, uh, view and create payment plans, and view any other uh, tax professionals that have made uh, requests based on your authorization to basically allow them to have access to your account. And you can also request your account transcripts for any particular year. And as an enticement to set up this online account, it, that say the online account appeared to be the most expeditious way for families to receive information and reconcile their advanced child tax credit in 2021 for their 2021 tax return and uh, also to receive uh, a prompt uh, payment uh, via the system uh, for their 2021 tax return. In addition, the account access portal also appeared to be essential for individuals who will also need to reconcile the amount of their third economic impact payment and any plus up payments they received in order to calculate the correct 2021 recovery rebate credit amount when they file that return. Again, according to the IRS, using what I call the online account portal is the best way of ensuring a taxpayer will use the correct payment amounts and therefore help avoid a processing delay and slow the taxpayer's refund. As both of these groups of taxpayers that is to say those seeking to reconcile their advanced child 
tax credit and those seeking to reconcile their economic impact payment will be required to file a 2021 tax return to obtain credit for these credits, even if these taxpayers have historically not had to file a tax return due to their limited income. Then um, on the show that aired on February 12th, and which was that broadcast last week, I shared my apprehension about using this online secured account that's made available by the IRS after it was brought to my attention by some Congress members that the vendor selected by the IRS to set up and provide the online secured account taxpayer uh, portal had deployed what is known as, in quotation marks, state-of-the-art technology that uses biometric and artificial intelligence-based technology that has been ingrained with substantial racial and or gender-based bias against people of color and women, such that some taxpayers of color have, are, and will be misidentified by this technology used to secure, in, in quotation marks, their accounts. As such, an account set up with artificial intelligence used by the IRS at its secure account access system may cause misidentification of taxpayers that may in turn either block the taxpayer from her or his own account after initially set up um, and or um, it will allow other people to access their account. So I cautioned you to that setting up this online account at the IRS under these circumstances may pose a hazard to your most sensitive financial information and allow others to invade your privacy. Well, why is this happening? Well, according to experts in the ethical use of artificial intelligence, it's simply because the knowledge base, that is to say the huge set of data containing an archive of the known characteristics of our species, outward facing biological and physiological traits that the artificial intelligence systems have been trained on to develop the algorithms that they use to identify us have been built by the mostly white males who develop these systems. And unfortunately, as these eggheads, and I mean that with all due respect, because I used to be one of them, although I wasn't a, a white man, are isolated and insulated from the broad array of humanity that these systems here are used in general and here that the IRS uses specifically, um, they just don't have the archive of the broad array of black and brown people and women that need to be trained on these computer systems that are like, in many ways, children that you're training language to. And that's the problem. So when we come back, we'll take a deeper dive into why it's such a huge problem using biometric in AI as an identity tool, not only for the IRS, but for other systems that are used to identify and sort human beings 
on their physical features when these same said features are not recognized by these tools. And more importantly, for the task before us, what we mere mortals, especially our most vulnerable uh, taxpayers can do to get their 2021 taxes done while the IRS figures out a new way to identify us. But first, we'll take a short break and I'll see you on the other side. back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue our extended stay on the topic of one of America's favorite executive branch agencies, the Internal Revenue Service, by taking a deep dive into why there's such a huge problem with its use of biometric and artificial intelligence-based systems as identification tools to identify us. And this is a problem not only for the IRS, but for other systems that are used to identify and sort human beings based on our physical features when these same said features are not recognized by these tools. Also, and more importantly today, um, because the task before us is to get our taxes filed timely, is what we mere mortals, especially the most vulnerable of us taxpayers to do to get our 2021 taxes done while the IRS deals with its AI-based taxpayer account management system. To level set, and because inquiring minds ask me for a down and dirty explanation of these technologies and how and why they are so susceptible to racial and or gender-based biases against people of color and women. Well, first, according to the Biometrics Institute, which is located at biometricsinstitute.org, who state that its mission is to promote the responsible and ethical use of biometrics and biometric uh, analysis or analytics in an independent and impartial international form for biometric users and other interested persons the International Organization for Standardization, ISO, provides the following definitions for first biometric recognition. Biometric is a noun describing the automated recognition of individuals based on their biological and behavioral characteristics. Further, ISO defines biometric characteristics as a noun describing biological and behavioral characteristics of an individual from which distinguishing repeatable biometric features can be extracted for the purpose of biometric recognition. Biometrics covers a variety of technologies in which unique identifiable attributes of people are used for identification and authentication. These include, but are not limited to, a person's fingerprints, their iris print, their hand print, their voice print, their face print, their gait, and their signature, which can be used to validate the identity of individuals seeking to control access to computers, airlines, databases, and other areas which may need to be restricted. 
Now turning to AI, according to Oracle at their website located at oracle.com, in the simplest terms, AI, which stands for artificial intelligence, refers to systems or machines that mimic human intelligence to perform tasks and can iteratively improve themselves based on the information, that is to say the data set, they collect. AI manifests in a number of forms. A few examples are chatbots use AI to understand customer problems faster and provide more efficient answers. Intelligent agents use AI to parse critical information from large free text databases to improve scheduling. And recommendation engines can use automated recommendations for TV shows based on user viewing habits. AI is much more about the process and the capabilities for super power thinking and data analysis than it is about any particular form or function. Although AI brings up images of high functioning human-like robots taking over the world, AI isn't intended to replace humans. It's intended to significantly enhance human capabilities and contributions that make it a very valuable um, financial asset for business. So with this baseline understanding, let's explore what's going on with the IRS and other um, 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 business entities uh, uh, systems that want to use bi biometrics to identify us. In a great article written by Stephen Ritter and published in the November 4th, 2020 edition of Forbes magazine entitled Biometrics aren't inherently biased. We're training them wrong. Mr. Ritter states that there's a common misconception that biometric recognition solutions have an intrinsic bias, but even the most advanced technologies today lack the cognition necessary to deliberately be racist unless the Terminator was hiding a dark secret. That isn't to say many solutions don't have issues recognizing the faces of certain groups. They do. In one study, researchers of the National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST, found that facial recognition algorithms falsely identified African Americans and Asians 10 to 100 times more than they did Caucasian faces. There's a problem, but rather than being a fundamental problem with biometrics, the issue stems from either a bug in the algorithm or more likely from the data sets used to train the machine learning models in the first place. Biometrics are our inherent physical and behavioral attributes. But let's stick to the physical straight. Uh, traits for the moment. The color of our eyes, the scar on our left cheek, these are all distinguishing biometric markers. By training machine learning models to scan, understand, and recognize these unique features, we can essentially turn ourselves into highly secured passcodes for, say, getting into our IRS account. This that sounds straightforward, but AI systems don't inherently know what a nose is 
or an elbow, or even a face. Researchers who develop facial capture and recognition technology first need to collect huge quantities of pictures of the people's faces, which they use to teach the models what to look for and distinguish when detecting facial biometrics. In one example, a 2018 study by MIT and Stanford researchers found that the facial data used to train at least one commonly available system was more than 77% white and more than 83% male. That obviously looks nothing like the demographics of the United States, let alone the world. But because it was trained on that skewed data, the program will struggle to recognize faces that fall outside the white male user group. Okay, so I'm going to give you a real life example about the fact that these systems lack diversity. I want to point you to the event that many, if not most Americans, witnessed on Super Bowl Sunday, February 13, 2022, when Google paid unknown millions of dollars to run an ad that began by stating the fact that is unknown to most, if not all, Caucasians. Historically, camera technology hasn't accurately represented darker skin tones. Then the ad shows old pictures of mostly black, but some brown people featuring individuals with dark complexions as we hear them express their frustration regarding their photos. One that stood out to me was a picture of a black woman where you could not even recognize any of her features, only her outline, as if she were invisible. Subsequently, the ad introduces Google's breakthrough, and I put that in quotation mark, technology in 2022. It's real tone technology in something called Google Pixel 6. From there on, the ad shows the capability of this new technology. But I say it's not new technology. Just ask any black person who has had their pictures taken or their family records that date back to Reconstruction. Even the modest African-American photographers were able to use lighting and have family members distinguished by different shades. And, you know, it's really funny that same day after watching part of the Super Bowl, I watched a, a movie called Body and Soul that was produced almost 100 years ago by a Black producer, Oscar Michaud, And it showed the contrast between the black star, who was um, Paul Robeson, who's a very, was a very dark skinned African American, and his other cast members who were very fair skinned. And even Mr. Michelle was able to show the difference in skin tone. So this, to me, is an attempt to make us seem invisible. But at any rate, the IRS has said. You don't have to use that technology. You can opt out. But I'm going to tell you that in the meantime, especially those who don't can't opt in anyway because you don't have the technology, you need to use the IRS Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program and their elderly t- 
tax assistance program. And there is a locator that you can use on the IRS's website, irs.gov, and then look for VITA or TCA, and there'll be a drop-down window for your zip code, and they will point you to some organization who can help you get your taxes done. Likewise, if you're in the military, you can use a system known as Military One, and you can get information on what you can do to file your taxes through this system by calling 1-800-342-9647. So we're gonna leave it there for now, but as always in closing here on Selwyn's Law, we wanna stay on the right side of the law, including using the laws and regulations and instructions that are geared to assist us mere morals and getting our tax returns filed on time. I gotta tell you, I don't care what they say. If you are going out and about, you need to mask up, keep your social distance and wash your hands. So till next time, take care. But I also wanna shout out to our brothers and sisters in harm's way in Ukraine. Please know that I stand in solidarity with you and pray for your individual and collective deliverance. Bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the law office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.